Hello, and welcome to this week's episode. I am your host, Marion Wagner. So happy you're here. I'm actually recording this episode pretty late at night while everyone in my house is asleep. It's sometimes the only time I can get real peace and quiet here with a a nine-year-old boy, a brand new baby, and I have two fur babies, two doggies. Um, And this is also why I often recommend to my clients with children and crazy schedules to consider a podcast for their longer form authority building platform, because you don't need to look perfect. I look like a hot mess right now. I'm just being honest. I'm in my pajamas. My hair is a mess and it's okay, right? Also, you don't need a ton of time. I'm just going to rock this bad boy out and schedule it for broadcasting and then I'll go feed the baby Sophia one more time before bed. Boom. Gotta love it. But I am really excited about this week's episode. It's going to be short, direct, and I hope that by me sharing my own personal experience, that it helps you as you navigate growing your own business in 2023. But as always, we kickstart every episode this season with a a fun little personal fact about me. Um, By the way, I've loved hearing from you guys over on Instagram when you listen to an episode and you have a similar experience to what I share. So please shoot me a DM anytime. I love hearing from you. I'm at Marion Wagner Coaching over on the gram. So my fun little personal fact for this episode is I went on Semester at Sea for my study abroad in college. And if you haven't heard of Semester at Sea before, it's basically... I mean, no, it's not, it is a college campus on a cruise ship. And we went all around the world, literally. We started in Vancouver, British Columbia, and then we ended the voyage in Miami, Florida. And it was amazing. And it's funny because I didn't get to choose where I went to college. My my dad needed me close to home so I could help out with family stuff. Um, So I was determined to study abroad my junior year. And I worked three jobs during college to pay for this semester abroad. And man, like it was, it was worth every penny. I can't recommend it enough if you have kids heading to college. So definitely look into it. Okay, that's enough of that. <laughs> Let's dive into today's topic, which is five things I would not do if I had to start over. Okay, so number one, website. <laughs> if I were to start over, I would not begin with a website. I love my website. It's great. But you don't need a website to start selling and signing clients. You just don't. It. I know it's tempting to be like, I, I want to look professional. I want to have a landing place that people can go to and learn more about my services and who I am. That makes total sense. But now you do, there's so many platforms now that give you this opportunity to place, um, to create kind of a placeholder website that's just a landing page that gives people maybe a bird's eye view of who you are and what you offer. Like you can actually make this landing page pretty robust, um, but it doesn't need to be a full blown like designer website. You just don't need that, especially when you're just getting started. That might be something that once you've hit your first, maybe several income goals that you then take a deep breath and say, okay, now I'm ready for my website. So that's number one. That's a big one. Okay. Number two is oh, one thing I would not do early on is just go follow all these kind of gurus or people that are big movers and shakers in your niche. Like 
there's some that are great that that really inspire you and fill your cup and you're like, you know, if they can do it, I can do it and it's and it's great. But there's also going to be people in your niche, whatever that is, that are kind of energy vampires. They may talk about things in a braggadocious type way that you're kind of like, oh, well, that mm, I'm not there. You know, I'm a millionaire before I've even turned 24. <laughs> you're like, okay, well, what's wrong with me? Well, nothing's wrong with you, right? At all. You, I, I'm not a fan of diets with food, but I am a fan of dieting, like really curating what you consume on social media. So go through who you follow on Instagram, on on the Tiki Talk and on wherever it is where you spend your time and really edit who you follow and make sure that they're people that inspire you and and bring you joy and pay attention to how you're feeling. I have no hesitation when I am following someone and it's making me feel a certain way. I pay attention to what my body is telling me and Yes, edit that shiz. Okay. The third one here is I would not have joined a mastermind until I invested in a one-on-one coach. Now, I'm not I'm not like putting down masterminds. I love masterminds. I've been a part of now well, it'll be three masterminds. They like the right mastermind is beautiful, amazing, epic. And it's best when you have a business that has legs, meaning you have at least like one or two clients, you have a vision, and maybe you're locked in with your strategic game plan for the next three or six months. But a mastermind isn't necessarily going to help you really put those beginning foundational pieces in place. So you're getting a seat at the table, oftentimes is what people market it as. But that brings me to another thing about masterminds, which is sometimes the table you're sitting at, it isn't really the ideal table for you. Right? You want to make sure that the other people in the mastermind, that they're people you can learn from, connect with, and be inspired by. People that you can collaborate with professionally, and honestly, people that you want to become friends with. Um, that's really important in the online space. And sometimes and I've seen it happen to other people. More, I mean, I've had great experiences with masterminds for the most part, but. I have seen it where someone will join a mastermind and they are far and away the most successful person in the mastermind. And they're looking around and they're being like, well, who am I supposed to learn from? Right? You don't have that one-on-one support from your coach the same way you do in a one-on-one container. Um, but that's just kind of, for me, when you're just getting started and you're thinking about oh, how do I grow my business? The, one of the best investments you can make is with a one-on-one coach to create that foundation, to build out your offers, your pricing, and teach you how to find people and how to sign them and how to basically build the foundation, the income to take that next step and the next step after that. Um, Masterminds are great then once you have a little momentum. So, all right, number four is don't be a generalist, right? The industry, I don't care which industry you're in, Every industry craves specialists. That's that's it. And that's a huge mistake I made um, coming out is I was trying, you know, I kind of spoke to everyone and I had to get really crystal clear and carve down who it is I truly wanted to work with and who I'm most qualified to help. Um, and it's, <laughs> I heard this analogy once and it really hit a nerve with me is let's say you need like emergency heart surgery, right? Do you want a heart surgeon? To perform that surgery? 
Or would you be okay with a general practitioner down the hall coming over to perform your surgery? Probably you're going to want the specialist, right? If you niche down and get really specific about who you help and what problems you solve, you can create a reputation and authority in a niche. And then as you proceed to kick ass and take names in your business growth, you will naturally branch out. So then you can broaden out and generalize a little bit more, but you kind of have to earn your stripes before you start branching out. And I almost see like this, this, I don't know if it's like a trend (laughs) maybe in the coaching space where people are saying, you don't need to niche down, you know, but honestly, I kind of think that's BS or just people trying to be, you know, alluring in some kind of way, but it's not I think it's horrible advice. You want to niche down, you want to get specific and really gain that reputation in that specific area before you branch out. So, and the last one is a big one. And this is probably my most expensive. No, this is my most expensive mistake is do not spend money on ads when you're just getting started. Okay. Because to do ads, like we're talking Facebook ads, uh, Instagram ads, to do them well, and strike that perfect ROI, you need to know what you're doing and you need to have some money behind it. So true story. (laughs) I was paying a guy $750 a month to do Facebook ads for me a few years ago. And that's just for him to create the ads, right? On top of that, I was spending thousands to, to Mark Zuckerberg directly, like to run the ads. And it's almost embarrassing. Well, no, it is embarrassing, (laughs) but I probably flushed easily easily $10,000, $12,000 with zero ROI, nothing to show for it at all. Right. So that's a, that's a learning experience for me. Right. But you don't need ads when you're just getting started. Your best marketing path forward is twofold. Number one, get clients results. And number two, get fantastic testimonials from them. So if you and if you aren't sure how to find people to help them get results, then that's actually a perfect segue to this invitation I have especially for you, which is I'm hosting a free masterclass. Actually, it's next Thursday, January 12th called How to Know Exactly What Offers You Should Have in Your Business and How to Price Them Right. It's going to be amazing. Like I'm building it out right now and I'm just like, oh, this is so so good. And it's really going to help you create offers that change your entire business in 2023. So I'll drop the link in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. And as always, thank you so much for being here. It means more to me than you know. I hope you enjoyed this week's short episode. I'll see you for the next one.